Although there are many things that make me super excited about the future of the dog daycare and boarding industry, I don't think anything has me charged up like memberships. I'm telling you, they can be a game changer and you're gonna see why today. It's time to become the overdog. All you dog businesses, get ready to level up. This is the Overdog Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Overdog Podcast. Uh, we're here today to talk about one of my favorite topics. And I think it's a topic that is on a lot of people's mind because in the Facebook group, which, by the way, if you are not a part of, it is free. It is private, but it is free. It's called the Dog Daycare Business Think Tank. It's where you'll find a community of dog daycare owners and uh, super, super friendly, uh, very generous with helping people out. So you can go look that up on Facebook and I will uh, just request to join. I'll let you in. But uh, a lot of a lot of talk about memberships. And it's something that I've been, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I've been talking about and I'm very excited about. And I think it is kind of the wave of the future in, in all industries, but particular, particularly this one. And to talk about it, I wanted to bring someone on who's got a uh, you know, wider berth of experience with a lot of different daycares and a show favorite. Um, this will actually be the first time I've had a repeat guest on the podcast the very first i have susan briggs who is the guru herself from the dog gurus she came on episode 23 and chatted with us but today she's uh you know i kind of pulled her back in to talk membership susan welcome back and how are you i'm great and i'm so honored to be your first repeat guest Fern. yep the only one worthy so uh it's exciting <laughs> stuff <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's great. And so, why not for for the random person who's never heard of the dog gurus, which I find is becoming less and less people not knowing who you guys are. Why don't you just tell everybody who you are and what you do? Yes, um, the dog gurus is a business consulting and staff training company for the pet care service industry, and our mission is to help pet care businesses launch, grow, and profit and to ensure that they're doing that with a team that truly understands dogs and pets in their care. So it, I founded it with Robin Bennett a long time ago. I think we're coming up on this summer will be our 10th anniversary of the Dog Gurus. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, so yeah, we just, like you, like to service um, the entrepreneur and make their job easier within our um, wealth of experience and knowledge. Yeah, and you guys do such a good job of educating people who enter this industry and may not have enough experience. And like the cool thing is, is like it's like in all aspects of the business, you know. So everything you could possibly think about, you guys have been there, done that, and have a large number of people who you've been serving for a long time. So I find that uh the dog gurus, they know what they're doing, and the proof is in all those happy people who are you know, a member of your community. So I knew that that's why I knew you would be a perfect person to come on here and to talk memberships because I find a lot of people are a little uncertain about them, even though everyone uses them daily. And <laughs> yeah. it seems like an odd thing to do. Why would I, how could I do it? You know, it's not going to work here and everything. So we both know 
there are many businesses using this successfully. So I want to have a little chat today and maybe kind of shed some light on how people uh, might be able to do this in their own business. But before we get there, I think we have to kind of define what do you mean by membership? What did I mean? We all have memberships, whether it's Netflix, whether it's our gas and electric, um, you name it. We are all part of memberships, everything from gyms to food delivery services to everything. So how, what do you define as a membership? Yeah, it's interesting because Robin and I started first really talking about adding a membership component um, back when we were introducing daycare 2.0 or the enrichment daycare model that you know, a membership would go good with that. So, but over time, we've kind of made it more generic that, you know, depending on the services you offer in your pet care business, there's a good chance you could incorporate in a membership component related to that, which means that in addition to paying for services, there are some benefits in designing to do your membership program that has a um, value and benefit to your business more than just um, bringing in money. But what we do like about it is it can be a recurring revenue stream, either monthly, annually, quarterly, however you set up your membership program. And so you can have a base amount of income you know you're going to get, regardless of how many pets come into the door. And when we really were sold on this was during COVID, we had some of the early adopters um, who had added like membership programs into as a part of their enrichment daycare. And we heard from several of those that they feel like that saved them during COVID. And so we're like, okay, if you can keep people as members during a pandemic, what can you do when you come out of it? And um, so, yeah, that's what, how I see a membership. It's um, a component that you charge on top of services. So it's not like you're building in and just making a package of services. Um, you pay a membership fee or your clients do to get access to something or get benefits that non-members don't get. Yeah, I think, and it's about providing value. So we're trying yeah. to say, how can we provide more value to our customers? And um, yeah, you touched on it there, like MRR, which is, stands for Monthly Recurring Revenue is like the dream, I think, of all businesses, because the the problem is that you never know what you're going to make next month. So you never, am I going to have a good month? Am I going to have a bad month? Is what happened. But when you have those credit cards on file and you know they're going to be charged every month, then you can predict, I kind of know where I'm going to stand next week. It's easy to budget to figure out what you need to do. Um, I also would say that it's much easier for the dog owner. Yeah. Because they don't have to worry about, did I run out of sessions? Is my package going to expire? Do I have to buy more? Um, also, like I'm always trying to, you know, as you know, I'm a sales and marketing guy. So I'm always trying to say, how can I remove friction in the sales process? We want to say, how can we make it as easy as possible for people to give you money? Yeah. And every time you have to tell them, hey, it's time to renew. And they have to take out that credit card. Even if you have it on file and they have to run it. They have to have a conversation with themselves. Is this a smart investment? Do I have money for this right now? And there, there's a little bit of a doubt there. But if you remove that and it just comes out automatically, I think they're they know it's coming out, so it's it's seamless. 
And it kind of trains people to come regularly because, hey, I'm paying for it. I should probably use it. And the the ones that use your services are going to be your best customers. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and from a client perspective, they feel special, part of a club because they are a member. Um, so you can bump that loyalty. And, you know, a lot of people we've worked with have added a membership component because they felt like they had too many dogs and just too many um, people and weren't able to provide the level of care that they wanted. And so for a lot of people, it's interesting. They're like, I'm going to add a membership component so I can make more, provide really great service and value to a core group of customers and not be so overrun um, with volume. And what's interesting is initially it cuts back, but then they find themselves down the road, high in demand and, you know, oftentimes numbers back up. So, um, but the good thing is they're making more money um, serving this loyal customer base that truly value what you're providing. And I think, you know, all of us want to do business with people we like and enjoy serving. Um, and so you can also um, kind of set your membership up to, to be offered to those customers that you really like and that appreciate the value that you're providing and the great care. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than creating a business of customers you really don't like and you really don't enjoy serving. That just becomes yeah. work, like, you know, yeah. Uh, and you didn't start this business to have a job, you know, this is something, and that's what I think when you like the, the, I would say the, the, the bad customers are the guy, are the people who come once a month, you know? Um, so a membership kind of excludes them, uh, and you're going to get, and the thing is the more the dogs come, the better they are in the environment as well. So you're trying to create the environment where you're going to get those really good customers and dogs that, um, you like serving and that do really well in your business. Yeah. And I think that's a so, cool thing. Yeah. And I know that, you know, we still talk to people who have wait lists and um, those are perfect opportunities to implement a membership program because like you say, if you've got a wait list because you have some customers that are only coming once a month or aren't very regular, but you still hold space for them, um, you may be able to replace them from somebody on your wait list as a member that would be, you know, a more frequent um, visitor and that you would enjoy doing business with more. And so I think if you have a wait list, it's a perfect time to put in a membership because the clients who really value you will sign up for it. Um, the ones that don't, you can tell them to look around and then you can maybe fill the space with, um, others off your wait list that are going to value and come more often. Yeah, that's great. Now, so definitely that makes sense. You have a wait list. There's an abundance of clients. You get to kind of choose how you want to structure that. Are there other businesses that are good for a membership that are like, what businesses are, are like, would this work for? And are there any that they would not work for? No, we've seen people, you know, definitely doing it for daycare. We've also seen um, people doing it for like training or dog walking services. Um, like, like we had one, she was a trainer and she did some dog walking, but kind of wanted to pare down her dog walking. And we're like, well, then make that a membership so that you have to be a member to get that service. Um, and maybe it's a training client that has went through and then now as a member you get access to our dog walking services um 
you know, it can also be set up to where maybe there's um, different levels of membership. And so let's say you are, you know, a dog walker, um, you could have like, you know, you have to be a member and commit to so many, you know, visits a month um, to get your service to kind of make sure you're being most efficient and scheduling your day and how you're servicing. And maybe you have, you know, like the basic walk and then maybe you have like an extended walk would be like level two. And then maybe level three is a walk plus an enrichment exercise. And so it kind of helps you, again, predict um, your income as well as most people will kind of pick that middle option. So then, you know, you're you're boosting um, your revenue and able to plan your time and it's exclusive to members. And so people will feel special. Um, a lot of times, if you're not a member, um, then the rate for the service is higher um, than it is for members. And it kind of creates that demand that for your service and wanting to be a part of the community. Um, we've seen people even do bath memberships. I mean, I think there's a franchise that's kind of built on, you know, providing bath services. Um, and so again, you know, you can maybe throw in like monthly nail trims between baths. If you're a member that's just kind of included, um, you might have toothbrushing, um, some extra cologne or the bandanas and stuff maybe for members. We find, you know, a lot of daycares, you know, take pictures and videos and they're doing all of that for free. And yet they realize it takes a lot of time and resource or report cards. So a lot of people have moved like those pictures, videos and report cards into one of their levels of membership. So now they're actually bringing in some money for those clients that really want that. And, you know, their base level of membership, maybe you don't get that. Um, so it's a great way to kind of look at you know, what are you offering? Um, what's really valued by your clients? And then um, how can you kind of maybe put that into either membership tiers or one level of member versus non-member? Mm, I like one of the things you just mentioned there had my like my mind was just, I had like this big epiphany moment there, and uh, which is why I love talking to you. <laughs> um, uh, like I love the idea about making it kind of like uh you're you're positioning it as exclusive like mm -hmm. and i love the idea of like saying okay um you have to qualify for our membership so first you have you know you have to do our regular a la carte type of stuff but then when you see the dog is good the client is good and there's a good fit then you say congratulations you've qualified for our membership and it makes it seem like wow it's a big deal look at this yeah. i'm vip now um, yeah. so I love that because you get to kind of taste, do I want this client coming more often? And you may not. Um, so it's like an invite only thing and it makes it seem more coveted. Like, you know, oh my God, I got invited. You know, I, how could I say no to that? Uh, yeah. No, love I love that. I love the, the sales spin you put on that because, you know, <laughs> I think a space and, you know, um, it's getting more expensive to have large pet care businesses. And, you know, we're kind of dealing with people that are kind of, um, scaling down and creating niche services. And so then, yeah, it's definitely um, advantageous to make it a membership, you know, open up to new clients whenever, but on a trial basis. I mean, I, I think I love that positioning and then it's a win-win um, for everybody. They feel good about it. You know that it's a good fit client-wise 
on both the dog and um, human side. And it just makes the business easier for you, for your team, for everybody. Because there's that value. I mean, I know you've talked to pet care people and they get so frustrated when clients don't appreciate the hard work that goes in, the investment you make to train your team and to really do a good job. And then, you know, you get smeared and, you know, reviews and it just seems, why am I doing this? I think a lot of that goes away when you put in a membership component and get more kind of selective on who you serve. And when you're doing a great job, I think that option is there for you. Because we've seen people do this in urban areas, even in rural areas where you think, no, you can't have a membership. We've seen people do it, you know, small rural areas. And again, it's that feeling valued and people will pay to be a part of it. Yeah, I think even like you said, like uh, I like even making it again, I'm thinking my sales mind is always going like so I'm like uh, thinking of it as like exclusive, like, okay, we have a limited amount of memberships. We're only going to sell. So this at first, like I say, if you're just implementing this kind of program, you say, okay, we're going to do 20 memberships or 15 or whatever it is. And once those are sold out, it's closed and you can only it only opens up every so often. Again, it it creates the scarcity that will get people more interested in it. And then it's about providing value. You know, it can't just be. We're not just trying to get their money and, uh, no. you know, just keep milk on them every month. It's about how do we provide as much value as possible. Now, are there any businesses that it's not a good fit for that you've seen? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think you have to have the only time it's not a good fit is if you and your team have doubt that what you're providing is that value there for the customer. So if you don't believe in it, and that you deserve it and there's value in the membership, then you shouldn't do it because you've got to have the belief before you can sell it. You know that. Um, and if your your team's not on board, then you need to work through that before you implement a membership because it there is a sales effort to it. It may be new in your marketplace. And so they're like, well, you know, my last daycare didn't do that. You've got to be able to explain why why they want to commit to this and it's a good thing for the customer. And yeah. if you build value in, and you know, I'm a big one like you on budgets and numbers and stuff. Don't just put service discounts in your membership. You don't need to do that. You can maybe do a little bit, but don't just put in discounts. Think about what are you doing that adds value? Like, do you offer um, early morning drop-offs or pickups? Um, are you doing some type of enrichment service that no one else in the community is doing that you're limited on how many spaces um, that you can have for dogs? You know, what are you doing that's highly valued by your customers that not everybody else is doing? Are you doing, you know, videos and report cards and those sorts of things? Those are the things you build into a membership. And and it's, yeah, I love what you said there. It's like, a, it's about providing value. And like, so like what I do, and I just had a, a meeting, so I, before we press record, I was talking to Susan about the team that I'm building at Overdog Digital. And we had a meeting and my 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 meeting was like, how do we provide more value? Like how, like my goal, I told, you know, my team here is like, I want to provide five to 10 more, five to 10 times the value that they're paying. So how do I do that? What And, and a lot of times people think it's got to be this big monumental thing, but I think we discount the little things, especially when you're talking about an emotional thing like a dog you know so like those things like pictures report cards and stuff 
they may not mean a lot to you. You know, would it take two seconds to do that? It doesn't cost you a whole lot more money. But to the actual person who has an emotional attachment to their dog, it is a huge value add. So that's where you're, that's where like the low hanging fruit and like a membership is, is how do we provide that? That's something that's really valuable to the customer, but doesn't require us, you know, to spend a lot of money to buy it. And, you know, it's not all about the bells and whistles and stuff. It's about, you know, think about the emotional value that is going to, be for those clients. Yeah. I mean, and you can throw in like once a year, maybe they get a dog birthday party for their birthday or their adoption day. I mean, we know, think about some of the extras you're doing just as a matter of course um, and make that part of your membership. What are you doing that other people aren't doing? You know, a lot of people do, you know, some basic um, obedience refresher just as part of the dog being, you know, in their daycare make that, you know, part of the membership. Um, what are you doing that's above and beyond that others aren't doing? Man, I think you mentioned this in the beginning here about how now, as we, as you know, you and I both have seen the industry move towards enrichment, um, yeah. which I think is funny because I was against it in the beginning. And you guys were telling me, and I'm like, ah, screw that, let the dogs, and, I, and then like, Finally, I came to terms with, holy crap, this is the best thing ever. Like, I don't know why I ever doubted it. This is now going to be, this is what everyone should be doing. Like, I've totally changed <laughs> my thinking on it completely. And I think now as more people go to that enrichment model, that requires um, sometimes a little bit more uh, staff or logistic within your facility. And it is going to be, so it's going to be positioned a little bit more of a premium. And I think the customers are going to want it and they will pay more because they know it's better for their dog. Yeah. If you have an enrichment daycare, that's the easiest membership of all to sell because you do have limited spots each day where you can provide the enrichment activities. And so set that up as a membership component and it will do a lot for your bottom line, but it also is as you now agree with us, yay Fern, that it's better for the dogs, the clients of those dogs can see the difference in their dogs when they're, it's like a healthy tire, but they love using their brains during the day, which is what really the enrichment offers more than just the traditional group play. So yeah, I think anybody offering enrichment daycare options should have a membership component with that. And I also think that training is going to be an ongoing new, like a, like a, I think, like my feeling is that everyone's going to need trainers on staff in the future. Like that's going to be a big part of it. And as we saw through COVID training was really high. Everyone was doing training in that time. So I think it's a revenue stream that can't be ignored. And I think it's a perfect thing again, to include as part of uh part of a membership. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, it, it's so, you know, let, I just, let's go over, let's brainstorm. I want to hear some other things that might be included in membership. So definitely, I think the low hanging fruit, if you've got like a groomer is definitely uh, some baths you include like one or two baths a month or whatever it is. Nail trims. I love that. Um, do you do, do you think things like, um, so one of the things that I thought because capacity at some of these places specifically mm -hmm. for boarding on the holidays yeah. is maybe having like a priority boarding, like you get first shot at it. Do you guys see that a lot? Yeah, we actually do that members get to book first. And then you also take that extra step to kind of reach out to the member and say, hey, this holiday's coming up. You know, we want to make sure you get your spot before we open it to other people. Again, I feel special that, you know, JJ and Archie aren't going to miss out because you've reached out to me 
you know, and, and you can do that via email or, or phone or just in person. Um, so, yeah, we love that. Also, like pet warranty programs, if you have like a healthy pet guarantee or pet warranty program for your lodging, um, that could be maybe part of your membership um, versus, you know, adding it on separate. Um, but I love the priority boarding, especially when you have limited spaces for peak periods. And um, I know some um, providers that are really small, they only board for members. So those are the only people that can lodge. They have to be members, you know, of their daycare to even get access to lodging. So it depends on your model and what you've set up. Um yeah, but I love that because the board with the boarding aspect, because the last thing you want is your good clients to get booked out of, so they can't go to boarding and they got to go somewhere else. These are your good clients. We got to take care of them. Uh, we want them to have, we want them in there first. Um, yeah, and you can set up, else. exactly. And you can set up the membership, like, you know, you need to book by, you know, 30 days in advance or 60 days, however, you know, when you're going to book up. But again, it's that proactive reach out to your members to make sure they don't want space and then, you know, open it up so that you do still fill your spaces, but um, give that priority to your memberships. And, you know, I would say, you know, at the first of the year, if I had a priority lodging, I would have been reaching out and saying, okay, what are your plans? Can we book you for the holidays, at least tentatively hold it, and then we'll come back and confirm Um you know, 60 days in advance. It's again, you're training people to plan and make your job easier, but it's a part of a membership benefit that they're paying for. Yeah, absolutely. And so like one of the things also that I've done for my clients who want to institute memberships and stuff is so as a dog trainer, I have, uh, you know, we were just talking about how I'm, I'm like, I love content. Um, yeah. So I have a lot of content that I had as a dog trainer and I used to sell online courses on my website, which I don't do anymore, <laughs> but now I give it to my clients so that they can put it in memberships. So one of the benefits is you get an online puppy course, an online basic obedience course, you get a behavior course. Like those are just bonuses. And that's stuff that, especially if you have like a trainer on staff, or, you know, it takes you, you know, the time to, to did that, to, to make those, but I made those years ago and they're still, I'm still using them. So that's something that's great value add to the clients. That is just an added bonus that, again, once you create that, it doesn't cost you any money. Yeah. No, so that's great. And, yeah. And I know there's um, definitely, because I was looking at changing daycare providers and I knew someone that was in um, near me. And so I went and looked and they do training as well as daycare and boarding. And they turned their whole business into a membership model. So you had to be, in their training programs as a member to get access to take the dog for daycare or lodging, which isn't that great. You know, every dog that's in your business has gone through some basic training. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of reduces some of the risk of, you know, unknown dogs coming in. And so it's, you know, there's so many ways. And I know people like, Oh, just tell me step one, two, three, what to do and how to set it up. But because our industry is so diverse as far as service mix and what is your priority um, service, it's it's hard to say that one size fits all. You can really be creative. And I would say start with, okay, yeah, I may want to make more revenue, but what else, what's my other driving kind of operational factor that I'm trying to do? Do you, I want to serve fewer dogs and clients and make more money and enjoy them? 
do I want to make sure every dog is, you know, well-behaved that's in my center and I fill my training classes because to get access to these other services, they have to come to training kind of what, where, what's your why behind the membership option? Because that's going to help you sell it with passion. Yeah. And it, you know, like you said, it's not a one size fits all. Every membership will be a little different and that's yep. uh, a good thing, you know, cause you want to customize it for your, you know, your service offerings and the things that are again, important to you as you want as members. So let's talk about structuring in a little bit. Um, and the, so what I usually recommend, and you could tell me if I'm way off base here or if uh, what you guys recommend, I usually say, if you're going to have memberships, get rid of your packages. You don't want to have too many choices. So, you know, and then people will typically usually go for the least commitment initially. So I always say, if you're going to, like a lot of people have packages and they want to go to membership, but they're scared to get rid of that. And I usually say you should probably have either memberships or packages. What's your thought on that? Yeah, like for daycare, I think I would agree with that. Um, and so, um, and I like memberships better than packages because packages, I see a lot of times people don't put expiration dates on them and they're too long. Like your package is valid for six months or a year. Um, because to me, the reason to offer a lower rate is for people to come more frequently. Yep. And if I have a 30-day package that's good for a year, I haven't encouraged anybody to come more frequently. Um, so again, I would agree with you that you can build it into the membership and have membership levels based on how frequently they come. Um, and either, I mean, some people just build in that I'm committing to come four times a month. So at the beginning of the month, they bill for the membership plus all the daycare visits and then you don't have to do that every time. But I do think keeping it simple for explaining to customers is important. I, I agree with you. I wouldn't do both for um, daycare necessarily to keep it okay. simple. So that leads me to the next question. Another thing that I usually have when I get a client on and that I have to, um, I find I'm kind of suggesting to people most is I find most people have way too many options. And I think that that's a bad choice. Uh, so how if you're going to have membership levels, um, what do you think is the right amount? I would say the max would be three. Mm, I agree with that. Yep. And I would say build the middle one to be what you want to provide most often. And because most people will go for the middle. Yeah. So I wouldn't load too much into that middle package to make sure that if the majority of people buy that, you can provide that whatever you've got in there to all the dogs without it feeling like a strain. Um, so yeah, I would say no more than three, but you too would work too, especially if you're getting, if you're just getting started with memberships, I would keep it as simple as possible. And then you can always add other tiers later. Yeah. There's always room to grow. Um, one of the things I do, I like to do sometimes uh, with pricing when you have three options and I didn't make this up. Uh, my kids made me watch the show with them when they were little and it was all about psychology. And mm -hmm. what they I, what they did was that I saw them do this experiment in a movie theater where they had popcorn for sale and there was a small and a large and everyone bought the small. So they what they did was they added a medium and they made the large just a little more expensive than the medium. So once they put that third option in and just made it the large was just a little bit more. Everybody bought the large because they're like, I want the medium. But you know what? It 
it's just a couple more bucks for a large. How could I say no to that? The value's there and everyone bought the large. So sometimes I like to do that when you have three yeah. options, you make yeah. that top option just slightly bigger than the medium and it steers people to the top of the line one. Oh, I love that. I hadn't heard that, um, but that I can see how that would work. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and again, this is stuff you experiment with to find the right kind of, you know, pricing structure uh, for you. Um, now, what would you say if you had, let's say we have three options. What on average, I know everyone's different. Like, how do you differentiate level one from level two to level three? Like, are, are you, is it just frequency that people come or how does that work? It could be frequency they come or it could be, you know, at your base level or it could be what perks or add-ons are included. Um, so my base level would be kind of like, this is the minimum care that I would want a pet to have for me to feel like I'm doing the best for every pet in the door. So, you know, even for my lodging, I wanted at least one activity a day for the dogs that didn't go to daycare. So that was kind of like, this is my minimum. I'm not going to care because I think that's the healthiest for the pet. Then level two, you may add in, um, you know, maybe a special treat or um, a picture. And then level three, you might add in, you know, a complimentary nail trim a month and a video, maybe not every day, but at least once a week that they come. Um, and, you know, maybe three late pickups or drop-offs or something um, during the month because they're coming more frequently. I mean, it, Again, there's so many ways that you can build it, but I think um, you can do it by frequency if you're wanting to get people to commit, you know, to reservations. That's sometimes while people will put in a membership versus just having drop-ins, or you can do it with um, the additional kind of service or add-ons that the dog would get. And you could do this with cats. I don't want to say people that, you know, take care of cats couldn't do it. You could. Um, you could do the same thing. Yeah, and I, I, for walks, I think it's a no-brainer because people who have a walk, if you if you do dog walks, yeah. like they like that's something that people do regularly, like and it ongoing. So to me, that's the perfect membership thing because they expect it's going to happen three times a week or whatever forever, yeah. <laughs> like you know, right. And so it's like a commitment to holding your spot, which is good for you as a dog walker. As I know, I've got that commitment of time, and then I love bringing the enrichment into the dog walking part you know yes. to me that's a great add-on for like a second top tier is we'll do an enrichment activity while we're there um you know the dogs would love it and it would be easy to do um it wouldn't take a lot now so your membership how does it work so for daycare here's some of the questions that i get all the time so if your membership is it is it like unlimited or is it like okay this is like so one membership is twice a week one is three times a week and one is unlimited like how do you schedule like that of when and do you do you then as you get bigger like make them like reserve a particular day yeah i think you can do it to where it's you're committing to your days or we've had people that say let's say i have a bronze silver and gold and they're paying the membership plus whatever daycare days they come. Okay. The membership just gets them access to the daycare. Mm. So let's say, you know, bronze, they get um, 
a monthly bag of treats and maybe a hot towel wiped down after every visit. So if they go home, you know, they don't, they haven't been slimed or whatever. And then maybe for the silver, they get what the bronze gets, plus they get the monthly nail trims and maybe 5% off any retail items that they buy. And then maybe gold, of course, they get what silver has, plus a monthly toothbrushing and preferred lodging reservations. So let's say the bronze is 19 a month, silver's 29 a month, gold's 39 a month. You're getting that monthly recurring revenue, plus you're getting the revenue for every daycare visit. So, you know, think about if at basically $40 a month for 12 months, I'm going to have to do math in my head, which can be <laughs> scary. An extra $560 for a bag of treats, a hot towel wipe down, a nail trim, and toothbrushing. That's all your out-of-pocket costs. Nowhere near five sixty. Yeah. Um, plus, you're still getting your your daycare um, revenue, and again, you may not care how often they come. So, mm. it kind of depends on again that operational. If you're wanting to get commitments for people on certain days, then I would probably build that into my membership. Um, but if you're just wanting to kind of um, have options of perks. Um, and make people feel like I'm a gold member, then you can do it the other way. Now, do you, so that's interesting. So now do you ever find that people do memberships where it's, where, because my thinking is that I still have to charge people for daycare then, you know, so yeah, it's not right. as seamless as I would like. Do you find there are people who are doing memberships that it's just like this one, you come twice a week and you can come any days you want, as long as it doesn't matter, as long as and you're just going to be charged. Does, does that model work? It, it does. Yeah. And usually what they do with that model is they will build a client in advance and they pay for the days, whether they come or not. Yeah. Because yeah. they're being helped. I'm kind of like the child daycare model, which, you know, I never had children, but I know from my friends that did, if you enroll in a child's daycare and agree for Tuesday, Thursday, you don't, get to your refund if you miss a Tuesday because you are a week because you went on vacation to hold your spot. You still have to pay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. So like for people who are doing that, the, the, the pushback I usually get is, well, what happens when they go on vacation or something and they're not using that? Um, what do we tell them? Right. And I think you have a couple of options. Some people are like, well, you know, that's the way um, it works. Other people, We'll say like with a 30 day notice, then we'll take those days off and then, you know, you come back. Um, so, you know, I would just make it that it's something to where you can fill in the spots when they're not there. So I wouldn't just let them, you know, call or no show and give them a refund back. Um, but with advance notice and if you have maybe waitlist people that can do tryouts on those days, then you could adjust their bill. Yeah, I think it all goes back to, you know, which was the last thing I wanted to talk to you here today about was like, um, how to position it and sell it. So yeah. I think the, the important thing is how you're positioning the daycare and setting expectations for not only the person who's interested, but once they become a member to really let them understand, this is how it works. This is why it works this way. And this is why it's awesome. Um, making sure we're, we're including that in all of our marketing materials, especially if a membership is new to your area, right. 
we need to educate them a little bit about why this is so awesome. So it's going to take a little a little bit to do that, to kind of explain it. Uh, you know, I say all your marketing should be overcoming objections and getting them comfortable enough so that the sale is a logical next step. So that's the stuff we should be doing uh, throughout everything. Is there anything else that you, how, do, how we can set that up so that the, they're happy and there are no surprises? Yeah, I would think that it, the main thing is how does it help the dog to have dogs and clients in membership? And what it allows you to do is plan your staff and have the right staff members there because you know what dogs are coming in. It allows you to really know their dog and provide that customized, individualized care, which is what people want today. You know, they don't want their dog to just be one of 150 that's coming in for daycare that day. Um, I think it's how you can set yourself apart. Um, and I agree with you. you got to be able to communicate that value and totally believe it yourself that this is by having this membership, I can do a better job for you and the dog. Like adding in that hot tile wipe down takes away people not happy because their dog has dirt on them or, you know, um, smells like dog, <laughs> smells like dog, <laughs> 20 dogs. Playing with other dogs. So you just kind of build it into part of the membership and we, we take that away. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think again, going back to those, those little things, um, they make a big difference. And I always tell people again and again, people can afford what you have. If they're not willing to pay for it, you just haven't shown them why it's valuable. So our job is to show them why this is valuable. And like you said, first, you have to believe it. So our goal, we're not trying to rip anybody off. How can we provide so much value that they are dying? Like I always say, they should feel like they're getting a deal. <laughs> um, yeah. They should feel happy. They you, they should happily be giving you money. Um, so if you're providing that value and you find these things, um, then you should have no problem selling it. Yeah. And I think, you know, for the people, clients we deal with are doing it with this passion to provide the best care possible, you know, and they're ongoing learners, they're educating their staff, and they think everybody's doing that. But you and I both know that's not the case. Yeah. And so that's, like you say, that's the value you're providing. And I know when I had my business, it's like, I never wanted to be so big that I didn't know all the dogs. And I think you don't realize how special that is when you know all the dogs and all the parents um, that has value. And I don't think anybody realizes how much value that has to that customer. Yeah, that that's huge. Just that, like, like I say, one of the, one of the best ways to position yourself higher or to charge more money is customer service. Just, and just, yes. just knowing that dog providing that, calling them by name, providing that little attention and stuff. Um, those things, they cost you a little bit of time, but uh, to the value to the customer, it's it's really, uh, really big. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like going, both of those places I take my dogs are very small niche providers. They don't take a lot of dogs and that's by purpose. I want them to know my dogs. I have a senior dog and then I have you know, a really spoiled small dog who isn't always the best with new people and stuff. So smaller space works better for him. But um, I just, 
you know, I love it when people are like, well, I'm small. I'm not one. And I'm like, great. You have, you are set up to do so much more because you are small and give that personal one-on-one care and are limited. I will work with you all day to help build your um, business up because yeah, uh, that's something I talked about in just the last episode about how you find your unique selling proposition. And a lot of people are kind of intimidated by the franchises, the the bigger places that come in, but it's there's a big unique aspect to being small and agile and to be giving that personal touch and stuff. Like mm-hmm. definitely that's your value. So make that show in your membership. Yeah, and absolutely. that's why people will choose you over someone else. And again, you're not trying to please everybody. Okay, no. you're just trying to say, who are the ideal clients from my business model? that I could take really good care of. Those are the ones that should be like just saying, oh, the membership's a no brainer. Um, yeah. Those people that are like, oh, I don't know about that. Maybe they're not the right fit and that's a good thing. Right, because I would agree. I think the people that are um, more discerning, appreciate that um, personalized, custom, individualized care are willing to pay more for it. It's just like, you know, going to a gym. You can go to a gym and pay $19 a month and just, you know, get into these big classes or figure out the equipment on yourself. Or you can go to a gym that does, my gym does a group of four and that's all that's in their class. Um, And I know I pay a heck of a lot more than $19 a month, but that individual care has value to me. And so, you know, there's a lot of small niche gyms that are out there. Um, So that, that marketplace does exist. Perfect. Awesome. Well, you know, I was excited about memberships, but now I'm even more charged up because of all the things you just said there and everything. So that's awesome. Hopefully everybody else is all fired up and can start brainstorming immediately on how, if you're not incorporating memberships into your business model right now, how you can do it. And if you are, hopefully you got a lot of tips on how to improve it. Uh, So before I let you go, for those people who don't know about you and the dog gurus, why don't you just tell us what you do and who's who's a right fit for someone who might enjoy your coaching? Yeah, absolutely. We, um, We like to help pet care businesses launch, grow, and profit. And so you can find our um, programs at thedoggers.com. We also have a YouTube channel where we have a lot of um, um, free videos you can watch. And, you know, we really like to help the pet care business owners that have a passion providing great care um, and just really want to do the best they can and maybe they need a little help with some of the business side. We'd love to do that um, and help you make more money while you're still providing um, great value to the pets and clients. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, Susan and Robin, they know what they're doing and they have a community of people who uh, will swear by them. So ask anybody who's a member of their group and you'll find out. And uh, I just love you guys to death. And I thank you so much for, for coming back on the show um, I'm going to put you on my schedule. Be the first three Pete guests that, that I have possibly. <laughs> All right. I love that firm. We love you too. I mean, we love the marketing help and sales help that you're bringing to the industry. And I think we have a lot of, you know, similar um, values and um, clients out there. So it's great to to work with you and your team as well. Excited about some of the new things that you're bringing to the industry. Yeah, I think like I love the way this industry is going, and it's just so great that people are you out like you're out there who are support and help people uh, make this process easier and do have like I'm such a 
fan of entrepreneurs and, and being able to build something that's yours, especially, you know, with pets and they need us. So um, it's awesome. So thank you so much for all you do. Thank you for coming back on the podcast. And uh, I'm going to drag you back here again at some point. Right. So you can get ready. We just expect right. that email. <laughs> Sounds good. You have a great one. Thanks so much, Susan. If you'd like some help with your own digital marketing efforts, just reach out to me at overdogdigital.com forward slash contact and we can schedule a time where we can get together, chat, and see if I would be a good fit to help you out.